Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden, and I will be your host. My mission is to support others in aligning and defining with their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. So I ask that we just take a moment to find some silence and stillness to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace. And may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on this episode today is one of the co-authors of our latest creation, Prosperity Codes, uh, number one international best-selling author, Kaki Lee. She is the creator of the Abundant Goddess Academy and, of course, the host of her own podcast, The Awakened. She is a teacher of busy women that are ready to create money on the U.S. stock market really in less than 30 minutes. And I love that too. So get it done, one and done, right? She is here to change the stock market landscape by bringing in intuition, feminine flow, and a strategy and language that is easily understood. Kaki became inspired to teach this strategy of mindset and energy tools by replacing her, her, her corporate job, I imagine, and igniting this income by taking on the feminine way, right? By awakening and leading in this, this way of true prosperity. So thank you, Kaki, for being here. Tell us a little bit more about where you're joining from and uh, a little bit more about your mission and purpose. Yeah, thank you, Mary. I'm excited to be here with you. I am joining you from Perth in Australia, so very far away from where you are. I, yeah, I... I'm here really to help women become financially independent, to see that they are worth every single penny that they desire. And really with the stock market, bringing in the women, the feminine flow, like you were mentioning before, into the stock market, make it light, make it fun and not so intense and so like masculine and anxiety driven. And that is my mission and really also helping women to be seen, to be heard, to be felt, because that was something that I didn't have until I started my awakening journey. Mm. It's mm. so powerful, right? To, to really bring the divine feminine back into, and I say back, back into everything. Uh, it, it really has brought balance. And that is what I feel like has happened over the last two years of evolution. Um, so I'm going to ask you a little bit more about this pivotal point, but I know that you, you were in the hospital pharmacist, you're a hospital pharmacist manager. And obviously we've talked a little bit about this, but it was exhausting. It was exhausting to, to be in, in such a place. And so tell us a little bit more about how that, that moment, that pivot was like, oh, hell no, it's time. I'm shining this light. I'm jumping into something more fun. Yeah, I think when I was actually in the role, I was exhausted, but I didn't think that I would ever leave. You know, when you're in a job, you grow up being told that you're going to be in the job for life or, you know, for a very long time. So I was like, oh, I'm just so tired. I was pregnant at that time. 
And the pivot really came when I actually went back to work after my baby was born. And I went, why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? One, I need to work the hours that other people want me to work. I need to listen to what other people are telling me to do. And most of the time it's not <laughs> great uh, or my my ideas probably would work a bit better. Not, you know, being egotistic, but, you know, sometimes they just don't listen. And I wanted to spend time with my baby. Like, well, why am I doing this? And that was really when I started to look outside for things not knowing that I was missing a lot of things on the inside Mm, that's so powerful such a powerful statement there not knowing that there were things on the inside missing and uh, I attribute that to because when I was growing up there was nothing there was nada there was no one that ever said well Perhaps you just pay attention to how you're feeling on the inside, or let me show you how to connect with something (laughs) inside of you. It was always like, no, this person, connect with this person, this person can help you, this person, even, and and I love God and I love Jesus, but even that was an external source. Nobody ever said, how about you go inside and, and take a look around at the inner landscape and see what you're aligned with instead of much like you probably did. Like you said, you're going to have to work. You, you go to school, you hurry up and learn everything that you can as quickly as you can. You hurry up and walk and you hurry up and eat solid food and you hurry up and get through school to perhaps do more school so you can work till you die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I have two uni degrees, two university degrees, because I was like, well, if I don't do pharmacy, then there must be something else. And it had to be through the normal route um, of getting another degree to then go into another profession. And boy, (laughs) I'm not using anything from my university degrees. Well, maybe some of it, but it's it's just um, crazy how life has changed because of actually, like you're saying, going in, which is something that I was never taught to do. I don't know whether it's my culture or whether it maybe it is a a societal across you know societal programming across the board but I never was taught to really process my emotions or understand my emotions I was taught to push it aside just get on with it you know There's no don't crying. worry about it yeah don't worry <laughs> just get on with it and mm-hmm. yeah and it was I, I think until only in the last few years that I went oh I need to actually process and feel and know what my emotions are telling me yeah you heard it well we hear it we've heard it our whole lives you know big girls don't cry Mm. right (laughs) it just there's just that there's that and and even when when you were speaking of it even me thinking back to to my childhood time and and being curious with with some people um that perhaps were seemed and there wasn't a lot and perhaps i was one of them that felt a little bit more attuned to well, you guys go do what you want. I just want to do what feels good for me. I was very much like that. Um, but it it was awkward for people to be that way. 
if they even tried to 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 be that way it was they were awkward right there was something wrong with them they were called introverts or something like that right yeah it's just so programmed but um I love to hear that, you know, perhaps it did take going back. For me, it, it also took a time of, of stepping out of corporate, uh, raising my first daughter, and then feeling again, uh, I, I wanted to get back to that that empowered feminine, which was, was trying to live as a divine masculine, back to the strive, back to the, the paycheck, back to those things that had been programmed. And uh, even still to this day, there are there are people out there that still don't believe that you can you have any um, validation without a certificate, without mm -hmm. a degree. Um, yeah. And I don't know. For me now, now when I like look back, a degree, yes, I mean, like if you're a doctor, your technical skills and all that kind of stuff. But then. You can have two doctors with the same degree, but one is absolutely amazing and the other one is not amazing at all. Same with any any profession, whether you have a certificate or not. It's the person. It's got nothing to do with your degree. And yeah, so I always find it, I find it fascinating now that people you know, think that having a degree makes you better than someone because it doesn't. I have a fun story about that. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I remember meeting, this was only about four or five years ago, and I was putting a bid in for a corporate contract to, to lead meditation for the corporation. And um, I remember calling my friend, and I know this was all orchestrated, uh, I called the friend that I called is is my unicorn friend. In fact, she wrote in the last book I did, Sacred Surrender, and her bio starts, I am a unicorn living a human experience. I love it. <laughs> and so I called her and I said, Marlo, I'm pitching a contract to this corporation. Do you think that I need to, to jump out and grab a meditation certificate? <laughs> <laughs> And she said, no. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of what I thought. And like I said, it was orchestrated. So why would I call my unicorn friend and ask such a question? But yeah. I remember that was the last, it was kind of a last barrier for me. Like she's right. I'm, I know that I lead a powerful meditation. Otherwise mm -hmm. I wouldn't have stepped out and bid for this contract. But there was that piece of me that's like, they're going to take somebody else that has some kind of certificate because I don't have a, I have a yoga, you know, but I don't have a certificate that says, and I just thought, oh, but they, they picked me. So it was okay. But you know, that's, that's what we're, we're living through. And that's what we're kind of programmed in. Like you don't have a certificate for that. So you can't be an intuitive. <laughs> I don't know if there's a certificate for that, but <laughs> but it's that kind of you know platform that I feel like we live on because I'm sure even in what you've shape shifted to with creating this way for for women to effortlessly create a stream of income in minimal time, um, I'm sure that 
that saying that out loud a few times and really jumping into that, you might get some corporate women that say, well, do you have a certificate for that? <laughs> I haven't had that question asked of me, actually. Yeah, amazingly. Um, but hey, who knows? I think people just trust. The people that come to me just trust that I know what I'm doing and they can see that, you know, they can see that I've got results. I'm doing what I'm doing because I can. <laughs> it goes back to the people thing. You know, it's yeah. for people. We're not certificates. Yeah. Somebody could, perhaps you could start your own academy and you, you have the Abundant Goddess Academy. Perhaps you start, you know, it's still the person and it's the vibration and the frequency that people feel from one another uh, that really shifts, shifts the world. Tell us a little bit more about, and I know that perhaps, you know, taking that stand in your life and saying, I'm, I'm going to leave behind this, this corporate idea. How did that shift your relationships? Cool. <laughs> in terms of my immediate, like my family of former husband and my kids, it was fine because my husband knew that I wanted to look for something else. My parents have no clue what I do still probably don't have much of a clue <laughs> what I do but being Chinese parents that value higher education very much so that value money a lot they were like well why are you going into what you're doing you're not you don't have a stable income because you you have a good income working in the pharmacy as a manager why are you starting your own business teaching people I went, well I've got my share trading but but that can fluctuate it's not the same every like every month anyway so they never argue they I think they were just more coming from a place of worry like you know how how are they going to survive so this is gosh nearly three three years ago oh, I can't remember how long but I think last end of end of last year I had lunch with my dad and my mum and my dad said to me you know what we're so happy because this is you are just we can see how happy you are and everything that you do is you know don't know what you're doing but we know that you're happy and you're doing well so that was like whoo coming from an Asian parent that was like I'm getting teary <laughs> Um, because of that so it was it meant a lot to me that my dad actually said that to me friends they I think they just my friends typically my friends all love me and they just accept who I am so they don't think I'm any different because mm. I don't really act any different they know that I'm a bit more like woo <laughs> as they call it now but they're all fine my ex the people that I used to work with, I think that was the biggest difference that I noticed because when I was working in the hospital, people loved me. They respected me because I was, you know, I was a respected leader in the pharmacy. I was one of those people that was heart-centered and heart-led. So when I left, it was a blow to quite a lot of the staff. And I, it took me a long time to actually get the courage up to quit because I felt so much guilt and shame for leaving them. Um, 
So when I finally did it and then I had, I went back because they threw me a farewell. And I mean, this was like during my maternity leave. So I had this extra long maternity leave. So I hadn't been there for that long, but they still went, we want to throw you like a farewell. I'm like, okay. So I went back in and it was just really interesting to see some of the people that were really, really nice to me or treated me really well, they were just cold. Mm. Mm-hmm. They did not want, they either didn't want to talk to me or you can feel energetically they were like so uncomfortable around me. They were being civil, but you can feel it was like, you know, you're different now. You're not part of us anymore. Mm. You have you have left us here or, or it was that I want to do what you're doing, but I'm too scared to do it. And I don't like it, mm. that uncomfortable feeling. So that was an eye opener because I was like, wow, I didn't, ex- I, I, naive, <laughs> so naive, didn't expect it. I'm just like, I'm khaki. Like, you know, I just go in, waltz back in and say bye and expect everyone to treat me like I did before. But um, it, it wasn't always, some of them, yes, definitely. The ones that are truly there that loved you for everything but the ones that had a motive I guess that had an agenda for being nice to you they were the ones that pushed me away Mm. I think it's true that that when people decide to step into something they're called to step into that not everybody will celebrate and uh, as you said you know misery loves company sometimes so I remember feeling that a time or two when I had decided to move on from from a really powerful position. And, uh, you know, the ones that really love you uh, connect with you when you come in and the ones that that are just kind of like, gosh, I wish I could do that. It turns into anger and that anger is kind of reflected at the one person that's that's getting to do what they want. But I really love the part that you shared um, with the audience and with myself about the, the parents, because I believe that that oftentimes is one of the biggest reasons why people don't don't start shining their light sooner because they feel as though my parents have cared for me. They sent me here. They, you know, I had a they they created a, a very supportive childhood and the shame. How dare I? disappoint them yes but i love that you came back with that because sometimes that's that's got to be part of it for the parents so that they can come and recognize like your father did like you're gonna make it no matter what baby (laughs) gosh i'm like yeah try not to cry here but that every time i talk about that it makes me so emotional Mm mm-hmm but I think that that could be one of the biggest reasons in this day and time why why uh, young adults even are not they're not putting their foot down. They're going to college and they're they're drowning themselves with yeah. addictions and things just to somehow follow through with the expectations of their parental guides. Yeah, um, it's so interesting because before I started my journey I was the go to school get a uni degree get a job parent yeah 
And since I've, you know, now I'm completely different. It's like, if you want to go to uni, go to uni, but you don't have to. You do whatever you feel pulled towards and do, you know, do well, you know, put your heart and soul into it. So it's very different. And I think my friends think I'm a bit weird nowadays because they're still the, you know, let's follow the footpath um, type parenting, which is fine. You know, you do you. But um, yeah, as especially as a Chinese person, it is very much like, what? <laughs> you want your kids to go to university and get that degree. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm I'm not like I'm not that person anymore. It's very right. strange but liberating. It is strange but liberating, but you know, things are different. Things evolve. And I, I always get on that evolution kick because here we are in this amazing life right? We are miracles, breathing, walking, living miracles. And here we are trying to find safety in that, a program that says, be like everyone else. And if you're not, there's something wrong with you, but here we are with the world of, at our fingertips. And, um, Still, we're just, you know, I see more and more of it right now in, in this ever evolving state. It's like, there's there's no way to play that anymore. And I think that that parents and people and college and, and these degrees, I think that it's all going to come into this realist moment. Uh, and I'll use it now because it's coming through just like holistic medicine, mm-hmm. right? We're going to start going back to the way that is safe and supported and loving instead of trying to check boxes of some kind of successful life. Mm, yeah. So we're in, the, we're in the cutting edge, Kaki, because I tell oh, my yeah. children the same thing. What I tell my children really is, oh, be a butterfly. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, what, mom? <laughs> you know, just I'm like, we are, we are magical, but I can't turn into a butterfly. <laughs> Yeah. Surprised. You'd be surprised yeah. what happens when you close your eyes. <laughs> yes. True that. True that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really believe like there's so many people, especially the last two years, that are just waking up to their their own truth and seeing is like opening your eyes for the first time and going, Well, where was I all these years? And then it takes it takes a lot for someone to then go, okay, right. I need someone to help navigate, guide me because when you first step into that journey, when you st- first have your eyes really open, it's freaking scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very lonely if you don't have someone there. Yeah. I was going to move toward that too. Just thinking about you, like you said, some of your friends are still you know, they're still in that. It's what we know, like you've got to, especially like you're saying, you're coming from that traditional Chinese background of university is everything. And I think that's a lot of countries are, are still like that, but um, you know, there, there's going to be that point where you're, you're, you know, you don't want your children to feel awkward. Like, well, why aren't we having to, why don't you yell at me for not getting straight A's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can have something similar to that going on right now with my youngest daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's interesting because she'll, she'll call me and celebrate. Uh, She's always wanted to, she's always been, uh, 
pressured to meet the standard of her sister, uh, who was a straight A student. And uh, she's finally gotten to a place where she feel, and, and this was from, from her father, my husband, my former husband. Um, she's gotten to a place where she's standing in it now and she'll call me and celebrate her grades. And I'll, I'll try to, and you know, I'll celebrate with her. And I'm like, does that make you happy? And I'm like, then it makes me happy. Um, but there are times where I'm like, sweetie, do you think those things are going to matter? <laughs> Just putting that little nugget in there because I don't spend a lot of time with her. Um, I'm here in Sedona and she's in New Orleans because she's in high school and she wanted to stay with her friends. But it's interesting because I'm, I'm going to that new layer too, uh, where, you know, I celebrate with her, but it, it's not really any, it doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. It, you know, what, what means to me is, are you happy? Are you happy with what you're doing? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, if you get a job or whether you go into entrepreneurship, it's you, it's got nothing to do with, you know, if you've got an A in maths, like in year six, <laughs> no one cares if you got an A in maths in year six. And yeah, my my daughter's young, so I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, you know, she does her homework, you know, we do her, we have to do her homework and reading and stuff like that. And she's, I don't know even know where she got it from, but they do a test every Wednesday. So she's been getting 10 out of 10 every single week. I don't actually do any studying with her. She just kind of does her thing. I just remind her, have you done your homework? And then she's like, yep, go and do it. And then one week she got nine out of 10. Oh my goodness, the devastation that was there. So it was, I had to go through and go, it doesn't matter. You know, telling her it doesn't matter. And it, you know, in the long run, no one's going to care. You know, just trying to, trying to make her understand that no one's perfect life is not perfect and it's and it's okay to fail and get back up again and do it all again and you're still learning we're all still learning continuously still learning I'm still learning you're still learning right and but for a six-year-old to I think that's part of she's got that part of me from when, when I was younger that perfectionist but it's interesting because I haven't been like that for a while now, but she's picked it up. Mm. It's very interesting. It's so nice, though, when I hear that reflection, though, that she'll have that contrast because the way that you'll continue to lead as the, as the parental guide in that gesture is it's okay. And perhaps had we heard that at, a, at an early age, mm. right? we, we, we need to know the difference still, right? Yeah. But to, to get and receive that, which I think is another miraculous idea because there are more, more parents stepping into this kind of golden age, like it's okay. It's okay for you to go and see and feel and express. Yes. And it doesn't have to meet or match any guidelines. Um, so I think it's such, it's so nice to, just to hear the reflection of it because you'll keep doing that. That's who you are now. And she'll, she'll learn it at such an early age that, yeah. And it's not going to make her any less of a brilliant, bright, beautiful being. Yeah. She's just not going to have to work through the many layers of guilt, shame, and, and dissatisfaction that some of us had to work through because there was such a program instilled that, 
and, and just because we're talking about school in letter grades. Yes. Golly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like letter yeah. grades. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're a letter grade at yeah. some point in our lives. Like even me, how dare you get a D? Like mm -hmm. kind of a letter grade, you know? Yeah. Oh, how neat. <laughs> yeah. So it's very interesting. But I think what I'm teaching her does sink in because um, we'll be doing something. I, I'm a bit I'm a bit OCD when it comes to wrapping presents. And then I was like, oh, I've messed this bit up. And she's like, mommy, it doesn't need to be perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that it's sinking in, but this present needs to be. <laughs> But that sinks into you too, because you just reflect on it. And like you said, we are in this ever evolving state of learning, sharing and growing together. Yes. Not in this isolated, introverted place where it's only safe for me to do those things by myself, but that we have, that you and I and, and other leaders that we know have created a space for our children and for other families to watch and to see and to observe that that we are always growing together. Uh, like yeah. you said, you know, we can learn a lot from our children. And I know people just say that, but we really can if we take a moment to stop and listen and not have our own hidden agenda. Like, I'm going to listen to you because you're talking, but I'm not really going to hear what you're saying. But to really, mm -hmm. to listen, to learn. Yes beautiful or just to get the reflection of how you've been leading which is what that was like oh she gets it now that that we're pulling away but then you get that little niggle like but it does need to be perfect we <laughs> <laughs> get to do some more self-exploration i am so grateful to always share a space with you um such a divine feminine and prosperous individual by all measures uh, would you share just a little bit of advice with our listeners of, of what you would say to those that are really trying to, to make another shift of, first of all, going in and feeling safe enough to explore, you know, these playful and fun ways of being? Hmm. It's always scary when you realize that there is healing to be done but know, know that there is like on the other side of that is the grass is like green and luscious the trees have fruits there's just so much you know abundance on the other side and so much joy and so much happiness and going through that process is messy but beautiful and perfect the way that you're going to go through it and you'll be glad to go through it because if you don't, you're going to keep repeating the same patterns again and again until you decide. So how many times do you want to go through the same thing before you actually take that step to go within? Mm, so do that. it now. Yeah. Do it now, right now. It's now. It's the time is now. The, the entire frequency of the universe is really open open wide for us to explore but i love the luxurious way that you describe the what i'm going to call the healed side mm. the, the luscious green grass and the delicious fruit the 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 abundance the prosperity the magnetism of all your desires 
is mm-hmm. this luxurious and luscious place of standing in the healed individual. And I think that is one of the biggest steps is like you said, it's going to be messy to go through the healing, but don't forget to claim you're healed. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to get in the luscious grass of I am healed and I'm ready to explore what it looks like now. Yeah. From that, from that light. So beautiful. Last question. Yes. One word to describe how it feels for you to to lead in this golden age. Hmm. Abundance. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So much. There's so much. It's so easily attainable. Yes. Besides what they told you. <laughs> yes. Oh, Kaki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time and your your energy and your wisdom. I'm so grateful. Um, One way that the listeners, uh, I'll put these things in the show notes, but what is the best way for the listeners to connect with you? Yeah, the best way is probably on Facebook or Instagram. So my handle is Abundance with Kaki Lee. So just find me there and you can send me a message or you know, comment on one of my posts and, you know, we can have a chat. So much. I would certainly do that, uh, especially if you're ready to, to really effortlessly create your version of abundance with as little time as possible. Mm-hmm. So you can play. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank the listeners. As always, uh, I am grateful Uh, that you are here and that you are listening and that you are stepping into the next level of shining your own soul light. So until we get to meet and share in this beautiful collective energy, I say, keep shining your light, keep sharing your love and your truth in every way, every day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon.